Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, listeners. Welcome back. I'm Dadra Glover Tawab, and you need to hear this. I'm part of this, right? Like, I have this huge social media platform where I have used therapeutic language and you know now it's becoming commonplace to know what boundaries are and codependency and gaslighting and and all of these terms we have so much more information today and in some ways that's really wonderful but I don't think a social media post could really get to the meat of what depression is I don't think a listicle really gets to the source of what anxiety looks like. It's a first step, right? Like you see this stuff and you're like, okay, yeah, I understand this. But unfortunately, there are so many people who really still don't get it, even with all the informational content that's available, even with all the, you know, resources that we have, there is still a misunderstanding of what mental health issues can look like. I've seen, you know, issues dismissed. You know, sometimes when people are talking about suicide, I've I've seen people say things like they're just looking for attention. And it's like, that is the wildest thing to say to someone who is expressing something that is so serious. You know, when people are depressed and it's like, don't, don't take medication. You need to do this. You just need to get outside. I don't think this person would have a diagnosis if it was that simple that they could just manage this situation without some level of support. And I, I think sometimes like even with all the information, there are many of us that are just still very insensitive to how mental health issues show up. Now, of course, everyone has mental health. You know, we all, to some extent, feel anxious about something. Maybe not to the extent of having a diagnosis, but we feel anxious. We feel sad. We know what it feels like, you know, maybe to grieve something or someone. Like these are just human experiences, but unfortunately when someone else is going through 
we may not know what to say. We may not know how to respond and we can end up saying the wrong thing. We can end up saying some things that are just not helpful and actually very harmful, very, very harmful. So let's listen to today's call. I think some of us will find it very valuable to to gain some insight on what to say and maybe want to be quiet when we don't know what to say. Let's listen. Hi, Nedra. I am so inspired and so thankful for your work. And I've hit a bit of a kerfuffle in the road where I am experiencing some conflict with my older sister. So all my life, she has been telling me what to do. Even I remember just experiencing depression and starting the journey of taking medication and her kind of like standing in my door and saying, you know, you're going to have to depend on these for the rest of your life, right? There's just not much empathy or compassion for my situation. And recently there was a situation that led to me saying, uh, I don't need your advice, but thank you so much for your time and your energy. And what happened was she ended up saying that I put up walls and that I... I'm the one who's causing a lot of hurt and I apologized for it um, because, you know, I know that I'm not perfect and I take responsibility for the certain things that, you know, like maybe in the past that I have yelled and I and I feel really horrible for that. And in this new chapter, I know that I want to communicate in a calm way, but I think what's been happening is that like I shared this boundary of like not needing advice, not needing unsolicited advice. And she took it very personally in that she said, you know, I can't be myself in this relationship and that I've been gaslighting her and stonewalling her, just using all of these terms. And I have apologized through texts just only to hear back from her saying, yes, it's important to be your genuine self in relationships. And when I said, okay, I honor your boundaries and I really respect or really value the sacredness of our relationship, she just proceeds to send heart emojis. And currently I'm just feeling like this relationship is very one-sided. What are you apologizing for? I am not clear about what you think you did in this situation. You can use an apology as a way to smooth over something without actually not really feeling accountable for anything. You know, it sort of reminds me of when a parent says to a child, like, apologize to your brother. And it's like, okay, I'm sorry. And then you hit them. It's like, what are you apologizing for? What is the thing that you think you did wrong in this particular situation? Is the apology for having this boundary with her when you felt like you should have a boundary? Is it for being depressed? Is it for whatever happened in the past? Like, what is the apology for? I am very unclear. And I assume here that you're giving her sort of this blanketed apology as a way to just smooth over the situation. The therapy speak 
you know, your, your sister saying you're stonewalling, you're gaslighting. Hmm. So stonewalling is when we are having a dispute and I put up a wall and I refuse to talk about it. Right. Like, Oh my gosh, I, you, you are upset at me for this particular thing that I, that I did to you. And I'm saying, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm not talking to you about this issue. I'm not hearing stonewalling, gaslighting. Where's the manipulation? Where is the, you know, retelling of events in a different way? I think these are catchy phrases. Like if you put these in a text message, someone is like, oh my gosh, gaslighting, stonewalling. It doesn't mean that these words actually apply to the situation. What I find sometimes with, you know, these very common mental health terms, it's like we're just inserting them inappropriately in situations. It's like using the word regress instead of digress. Like that changes the the sentence. It's improperly used. Like that is not the word you're thinking of. So sometimes with my clients, one thing I will do is, okay, so describe what's happening, right? Okay, let's think about some words to describe that because maybe you're not talking about gaslighting, right? Like me saying to you, you know, thank you for your feedback, but I don't need your advice right now. Maybe that's not gaslighting, but surely it hurts your feelings because I'm not including you in my decision-making process. That's different than gaslighting. When you think about stonewalling, it's like, yeah, maybe you felt I put up a barrier of access to a certain part of my life. And I did so because I didn't feel emotionally supported in a way that I needed to be able to express what's happening to me, which would push me further into this depressive state. So that's why, you know, that sort of thing happened. And I'm not, I'm not trying to explain your way out of gaslighting and stonewalling. I'm just saying, you know, in a situation where you're creating a boundary of, I don't need your advice, but thank you so much for your time and energy. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that would technically fit the definition of gaslighting or or stonewalling because that boundary really has more to do with with you and your situation than it is like a situation in the relationship or a situation that you all are sort of managing together. This is a part of your process and you're figuring out how you want to manage your depression. And it sounds like you're figuring out how you want to manage your depression. And it sounds like you're managing it in a way that, you know, maybe your sister doesn't agree with, doesn't understand, doesn't support, is concerned about for the long haul, whatever that thing is. And it may not be what you need to hear right now. So you're placing this barrier around like, you know, great. Thank you for telling me about psychotropic medication. Please don't tell me anymore. Right. Yeah, I would be careful about apologizing in this blanket sort of manner. Just like, I apologize for all the things that ever happened in your life and in this relationship. Like an apology without context is not a very helpful apology. There has to be some context associated with it. Like if if we say that an apology, you know, the best way to apologize is to change your behavior. What behavior are you changing with the apology? You there's no behavior even attached 
to the apology. So my concern here is I'm hearing a little bit of people pleasing. I'm hearing a little bit of, you know, if I just apologize, this will make the 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 situation completely better. And I'm not sure that that is a fix for a situation that you just don't want to talk to her about. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. Let's keep listening. When I shared my feelings, she called me a lot of names, saying I was sensitive, that I'm soft, that I can't handle it, even though I sat there and just listened to her. And I really wanted to just acknowledge the things that I didn't do great. But also, I'm having a really difficult time just taking a step back and not taking what she said personally. And yeah, I would love your advice or insight on this and how we can or how I can still assert my boundaries with someone who invalidates mine um, and has such a strong reaction and such a strong pushback. So, yeah, I've been feeling very lost and confused and very sad because I thought that I could really depend on her. But I think this experience has shown me that a lot of the things that she was saying is you know, just her projections from her traumas and her past. 
And the best thing is I can only control how I respond and react. But yeah, at the end of the day, it just feels really one-sided. And I know that my next step is to communicate that to her. But I'm definitely living in this space of fear because of the pushback that I received from the original boundary setting that I did. So thank you so much. Guaranteed acceptance is not a part of the boundary setting process. It's not like once we set a boundary, someone is going to be like, yes, that's exactly what I wanted to hear from you. That's what I wanted to do in your life. Chances are, you know, people may have questions. There may be some pushback. They might be a little upset. You know, some some people will be like, oh, okay, that's cool, right? But People can have a reaction because it is shocking to them. It's their life too. And they may have a response to it. Doesn't mean you're doing a bad thing. It just means I don't like what you said to me. That's what she's saying. I don't like what you said to me. It doesn't mean that you need to unsay it. It doesn't mean that you need to help her resolve her feelings around it. It sounds like a situation that she wasn't expecting. And she wants to be able to talk to you about anything about this thing, even if, you know, she has a reaction to it that you don't like, you should be willing to hear it. You are placing a boundary that a person does not like. She can have a reaction to that. It doesn't mean that you need to apologize for having the boundary. You chose the boundary based on what you needed at the time. And that was emotional protection from what she will say about all things concerning your depression. So it's it's not one of these things like I can place a boundary and once I say it, she will love it. That is not true, particularly in your situation. It sounds like once you place a boundary, she's like, why do you even have this boundary with me? Like, I should be able to say these things to you. You're being very sensitive. I'm saying these things and you should be able to take it. What I will say about a person's decision to take psychotropic medications sometimes, it is a process, right? Like I have a lot of clients who will say, what do you think about this? They will research, they will, you know, maybe talk to other people, they'll talk to their doctor because it is impactful. It is something that people should take seriously. And talking to someone who is going to instantly, you know, maybe say something negative or deter you or say something that is, not what you necessarily need to hear when you're already grappling with a very difficult reality. Yeah, you may not want to talk to that person about that thing, right? Like you don't want to talk to the person who doesn't like kids about having a baby. Like, oh, I want to have a baby. Kids suck. Like that's not, that's not a healthy conversation to have with a person. That's not a emotionally safe interaction, you're already thinking about this. Maybe you don't want to go into this situation where someone is going to have this response. That makes sense. And it's okay if this person who has that response, if they say, I think you should be able to tell me everything. I don't want to. I don't want to talk to you about these things that you're going to make me feel really bad about, or you're going to say something that I don't want to hear that I can't really tolerate at this time. I'm already going through a lot. I'm literally depressed. (laughs) Like, I don't need to hear you telling me to power my way through this. If you could power your way through this, I promise you, 
you would have already done it. We wouldn't be here. So when people are saying things like this, there's a lack of mental health education. There's a lack of personal experience. There's a lack of looking at people in a situation and being willing to understand what that issue could be like for that person. So trying to explain that to someone who who has that barrier up, um, if we're using stonewalling inappropriately, that's stonewalling. <laughs> like you're not even looking at this person's real situation. You're saying no matter what your situation is, you must talk to me. Role does not mean that we have any rules. What do I mean by that? With relationships, mother, father, sister, brother, cousin, uncle, we like to take that to mean, if this is the role, then this is the rule. If I am your sister, then you tell me everything. If I am your parent, then this. If I am your father, then that. There is a human criteria as well. There's a relational criteria as well. It's also trust. It's also support. It's also connection. Those are the relational things that need to be in place for you to see that person in that role as a trusted source, as a valued entity in which you want to communicate certain things. If those things aren't there, the role doesn't matter. I mean, you could you could talk to anybody who's willing to connect, hear, you know, um, respond. Those are things that you can really get from, from other people. Depression is, it's misunderstood, right? And, and I think that saying to a person, I want to protect the integrity of what I'm going through and I want to be able to manage this situation without your input is very brave and assertive. It is a wonderful thing for you to be able to do, to have those statements that protect your peace. And I think, you know, sometimes people don't want to take that seriously because they want to be able to say whatever they say to you. They want you to be able to, you know, brush off, you know, some of the mean comments they make or, you know, the, the, the statements that are actually harmful to you. They want to be able to do these things. And it's, it's really unfortunate because you've been clear, like this doesn't work for me. So if these are things that you want to continue to say, you can't say them to me. You've set a very clear boundary and bravely so. And when we set boundaries, there is a possibility that people will push back. You cannot control that part of it and you don't need to apologize or the boundary. You need to hear this. Issuing blanket apologies as a way to smooth over a difficult situation is ineffective. Apologies need to be tied to a behavior or something that happened. Just saying, I'm sorry, because you just want to keep moving forward. I guarantee you it will land you right back in similar situations with this person. Do not do that as a way to continue in a relationship. It is okay for things to be unresolved when they need to be worked through. 
be willing to work through things and to be focused on what the thing is and what you did and not issue some statement to say, okay, 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 let's just get back to it. Sometimes you need to get through the hard stuff to get to the place where you can actually move forward in your relationships. You Need to Hear This is an iHeart production hosted by me, Nedra Glover-Tawab. Our executive producer is Joelle Bonique. Our senior producer and editor is Mia Dawn Taylor. Send us a voice memo with your questions about boundaries and relationships at youneedtohearthis at iheartmedia.com. You know, I'm really interested in people who want to talk more about frenemies postpartum and father-son relationships. If you are having any challenges in those areas or you're looking to process something in those areas, please send us a voice note or write a letter and I would love to talk through those issues with you on You Need to Hear This. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroesfilm.com to get tickets now. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-Fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.